Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. The news seems to be coming fast and furious, at least where I am this morning. And so I wanted to make this brief recording before the podcast that's about to play, which I recorded earlier this morning. The main reason for that is because when I recorded what I recorded this morning about how to think about celebrating Sunday as a family or as an individual, perhaps, without having access to Mass, I encourage people to think about perhaps paying a visit to their parish just to go into the church and to visit the Blessed Sacrament there given what I've heard this morning, without in any way trying to sound alarmist, I do want to encourage people to not do that and to do everything you can to stay home, to be safe, and to find a way to honor the Lord's Day. There are a number of sites that you can find online where you can uh, adore the Lord, if you will, in the Blessed Sacrament through the beauty of technology. And so replace what I suggested And what's about to follow with that, please, everything else still holds. Let's hold each other in prayer and not be afraid, but be smart. I was reminded this morning of a a memory from shortly after I got out of college. I was living in a household of about 12 or 14 guys. They were all very devout. Some were Catholic, some were Protestant. And oftentimes on Saturday night, we would kind of talk amongst ourselves where we were going to go to church the next day. And of course... Most of the Protestant brothers, uh, they don't have an obligation to go to uh, services on Sunday, although they would certainly set aside the day to worship the Lord in their own way. And there was this one guy, he would often say, yeah, John, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to celebrate at St. Mattress Cathedral tomorrow, or uh, I'm going to head over to the Church of the Inner Spring. Well, that came to mind, I think, this morning, because pretty much everybody tomorrow is going to be celebrating Mass um, at St. Mattress Cathedral or the Church of the Inner Spring or Church of Posturepedic or whatever it might be, because most of us just don't have access to the Eucharist. So what can we do concretely on Sunday to set aside that day, to make it holy as God commands us to, even if we don't have access to being able to go to Mass? So I don't know about you, but it seems this morning as I woke up and was praying that I'm beginning to settle into something like a new normal. Last week, I think everybody was just stunned by what's going on, but now we're beginning slowly to adapt to this, and we're starting to see some creative ideas emerge. I'm seeing some of my brother priests do some really inspiring things all across the country, whether it's drive-through confessions, uh, keeping the social distancing level uh, in place, or whatever the case might be. It's just great to see what guys are coming up with. So I just want to offer a little reflection, whether you're a family or an individual, of how you can concretely do something tomorrow to set it aside to honor the Lord. So let me say this for families, uh, even though we're going to have to adapt this for whatever our situation might be for ourselves personally. 
First, uh, just let me remind you of this. I remember being at the University of Notre Dame not too long ago, a couple years ago, I guess it was, and there was a, a presentation that was being made on the role of parents uh, with regards to faith in their kids. And one of the presenters said something that I'll never forget. It was based on a tremendous amount of empirical data, and it simply said this. The man who was making the presentation said, Know this, people, that hands down, by far, the most important influential pastor that a child will ever have is their father or their mother. Much more than any priest or deacon or bishop or religious ed teacher or whatnot will ever have on an individual. It's a parent who makes the most lasting impact. And perhaps that's worth calling to mind as many of us find ourselves relegated to celebrating Sunday in what the church calls the domestic church, the house church, the first church. So today's a good day to remind ourselves that uh, parents have an opportunity, not to mention an obligation, to teach their children the faith in a way that nobody else can. And so maybe I just want to encourage you as moms and dads with kids who still live at home to just step into that role, particularly tomorrow, and to use uh, the authority that God has given you so as to teach the faith to your kids, mindful that you guys can't go to Mass. So here's some thoughts. So what can we do? Well, I would encourage you to start thinking now about a, a concrete time you can set aside tomorrow, Sunday, to make the Lord's Day holy. So if you go to Mass typically at 10 o'clock, then make sure you're going to gather together at 10 o'clock tomorrow. If you normally go to 12, then gather together at 12. If you normally go to 5, gather together at 5. Whatever the time might be, decide right now, hey, just let everybody know this is what we're going to do. Or again, if you're an individual, whatever you would normally go to Mass at, just decide today. I'm going to make an appointment. I'm going to put it in my iPhone and my reminders, you know, domestic church tomorrow noon, whatever the case might be. And then what do you do? Well, again, if you're a family, start by just uh, gathering everybody together and take some time just to collect yourselves. And maybe keep in mind the scripture where Jesus says, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am present with them. And so just trust that the Lord is there. Uh, certainly the Eucharist is uh, his real presence in a unique way, but it's not his only presence. And so be mindful of the fact that Jesus is there in the midst of you. And then what you might want to do is just divide up the scriptures. So again, if you've got a family, uh, here's the passages for uh, Sunday readings. So the first reading is from the book of Samuel, the first book of Samuel. It's chapter 16, verse 1, verses 6 to 7, and verses 10 to 13. Oftentimes people don't know that you can find the readings for Mass at the bishop's website, which is usccb.org. There's a, it's not exactly the most user-friendly website, but there is a, a little daily mass readings calendar there. Just click on that and you can get the readings. And again, just offer these up, divide them up for the kids to read. So first reading is from the first book of Samuel, chapter 16. The psalm is Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. The second reading is from uh, the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 8 to 14. And then the gospel is from the gospel of John, chapter 9, verse 1 to 41. And, and dads, you might want to read the gospel, or moms, you might want to read the gospel. Uh, and then I would encourage you, after the scriptures are read, you know, 
Even now, mom or dad, start thinking about a reflection that you might want to give. What's the Lord saying to you as you read these scriptures that you might want to share with your family? And then just offer that. Offer a short reflection. Like, here's what the Lord's saying to me as I read his word. And then maybe invite those who are present just to speak into that. Like, what's the Lord saying to you here, uh, mindful that this is the food that he's giving us today? And then after you just allow a little bit of time for that, then just like we would at Mass, uh, just invite people to, you know, come before the Lord and let's, let's make our petitions known to God. So baptism makes us all to be priests, to share in the one priesthood of Jesus. And um, what priests do is priests have access to God. They can stand in front of God. And so tomorrow is a great day for all of us, uh, aware of our baptismal priesthood, to stand in God's presence on behalf of the world on behalf of the leaders of the world, the leaders of the church, uh, the leaders of business and industry, for uh, all those who are first responders, for uh, doctors and nurses who are on the front lines, for scientists who are trying to find uh, a cure and a remedy for the coronavirus, for those who are sick and suffering, for those who are most at risk, whatever it might be, let's just take some time, just like we would at Mass, invite people just to pray from their hearts as to what's going on and what it is they want to share. And then... uh, do a spiritual communion. So there's a lot of talk right now about spiritual communions, but I don't think people really know what these mean. So to be sure, we, we can't receive the Lord tangibly in the Eucharist right now, or at least most of us can't. But most bishops are encouraging us to do what, quite honestly, most of the church did for most of our history. I think oftentimes we forget that, or maybe we don't even know, that frequent, let alone daily, communion is something that is roughly a hundred years old. Most of the great saints in the church didn't have access to the Eucharist every day the way we normally do uh, and often take for granted. So spiritual communion is just a way to uh, invite the Lord uh, to come into uh, your mind, your heart, your soul, your body, Uh, by inviting him. And so one of the simple prayers, this is from St. Alphonsus Liguori, just goes like this. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, And unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. And that's it. That's uh, that's how you make a spiritual communion. And then what you what you might want to do again, if if it's a family that's listening right now, you know you can't give uh, you know the blessing that a priest or a deacon or a bishop gives at the end of mass. But by all means, parents can and should bless your children. And uh, husbands and wives can bless each other. So you might want to just end, you know, the little service that you have in your homes by offering a blessing. You know, dads, just place your hands on your children's heads and just call down God's blessings upon them. You can either just, you know, say, may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or just pray from your heart. Uh, What a powerful thing that could be. And then finally, you might want to just consider uh, taking a look at your parish's website. Because I think last week there was a lot of confusion. People didn't know what was going on, depending upon where you live. Was the church uh, even open? People knew masses weren't going on, but they didn't know, like for the place where I live, 
Now, the pastor had exposed the Blessed Sacrament all day on Sunday, more or less from 8 until noon, but nobody really knew that, and so only a smattering of people came in. But most church doors, unless you're in lockdown, are going to be open tomorrow, and you might just want to consider driving by, making a visit. We're Catholic, after all. Nobody's within six feet of each other in a church anyway. You don't have to worry about the social distancing for most of us. And just go in and uh, adore the Lord, thank the Lord, spend some time praying in front of the crucifix uh, if you have an opportunity to do that. If you don't, please find some way to make tomorrow holy and to call to mind that Sunday is unlike any other day because Sunday is the day when Jesus rose triumphantly from the dead. And because he did that, there is a remedy to death which is the greatest virus of the human person, and a remedy for sin, which is the greatest ailment. And because God has done this for us, we don't need to be afraid, because he's with us. And you were born for this.